I've got some great resources on the Bible Society page as we come to remembrance today. But I, I heard a meme, and you know what a meme is? One of those things that sort of comes on, and you think, work out what it means. There was, a, there was a phrase that goes with this, and I mentioned that earlier on. Anybody heard the phrase, I was today years old when? Do you know what I'm talking about? So, okay, I'll explain it. Some of you are nodding heads. Let me explain what it means. Okay. It's where people might post things that they've learned today that have changed the way they look at the world. Or we might say it's knowledge that we think is really common, but somehow we've missed it, right? It's like when we realize it, it kind of like blows our minds. Like, How did I not know that? Do you ever get that feeling? It's like that. Okay. So I was today years old. Here's an example. I was today years old when I realized that stressed, spelt backwards, is desserts. I don't know why that pleases me so much. But, but that's the kind of idea, okay? Now, you might have your own ones that you might think those pop moments. But here was another one for me, which I came across the other day, that someone told me about, that actually, this is not a smiley face. Do you, know, do you really think it was a smiley face? It's an arrow that points from the A to the Z to say that you can get everything. Other retailers are available. Um, you can get everything from A to Z from Amazon. Did you know that? I'm so pleased. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Because more people knew that this morning than I did. I thought it was just me. So there you go. You've learned something new today. It's from arrow to A to Z. But in our reading today, it talks about something that also blew my mind. And I think it should blow our mind as to how we think about it. Because Jesus says something even more profound. He says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. The book of Revelation, if you remember, was written originally in Greek. Alpha being the first letter of the alphabet and Omega being the last. It's saying that everything originates in Jesus and everything ends in him. He holds the world in his hands. That's a verse we sing, children's song we sing. And I think for people suffering the consequences of war, knowing that Jesus was before the pain, will be there after the pain, serves as a balm for the soul and an anchor to hold on to in the midst of storms. It's comforting because it means no matter how unstable or shaking or stirring things are in our internal or our external world, Jesus is with us. And I think those words from Revelation are important today. When we remember those who lived through the horrors of war, those who sacrificed their lives with much crying and mourning, because those words speak of a new heaven, when Jesus comes again, there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, and every tear will be wiped away, and everything will be made new. That's the hope and new life of the faith that we profess as Christians, that death is not the end. But the sad thing is, when we look around at our world, we still see the horrors of war question we might ask is, have we learned any lessons from the experiences of the world wars? What if we think about World War I and World War II and link it, for example, to the fears 
of the children as they saw the camp being burned down around them in Kent last week, or the fears of people as they flee Syria and find themselves at the mercy of people smugglers. Seventy years on from World War II, we still see wars in Europe, in Ukraine. It's been devastated. Thousands of soldiers have killed and civilians have been caught up with it. And the whole point of Remembrance Day, when it started being marked, is it would say, never again. It can cause us to despair, can't it, when we look at our world around us. But that reading in Luke's Gospel reminds us how to respond when our life and our faith is tested in times of trouble. There's one verse that stood out for me in the middle of this, and it says, Jesus says, when you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. It can be easier said than done, though, can't it? Because it's saying when, not if, there will be wars. Great trouble will come. And not only wars, but natural disasters, earthquakes, famine. And when we're right in the middle of it, and see people that we know and love and serve with side by side getting caught up with it, it feels overwhelming. And like I'm sure people are shouting out, God, do you know what I'm going through? God, do you care? God, are you even able to do anything about it? And maybe we feel that when we see the pictures on the news when we have health issues that we're going through, when we have family members that we love that are suffering, we shout out, God, do you care? Can you actually do anything? And our reading in Luke must have been like that for the Jewish people, feeling like in our reading and talking about the destruction of their temple, their place of worship, it would have felt absolutely catastrophic for them as a nation to hear these words. And yet Jesus is really quite explicit to them and says the same thing to us. Even such a catastrophic event does not shake or undermine who God is. We take comfort in knowing that Jesus loves us and he knows what it's like to suffer. He knows what it's like to go through difficult times. This is not a God who's distant. This is a God who sends his son on the cross to die and suffer for us because he loves us so much and enters into our pain and our suffering. And it reminds us in Hebrews, there's a wonderful verse. It says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. Amen? And the Bible offers words of comfort, especially during the harsh realities of war. And the Bible was a book which brought consolation and comfort to soldiers and civilians alike. I found out actually that there were nine million copies of the Bible that were handed out just during World War I alone provided a vital means through which the war and its unprecedented sacrifices could be understood, remembered, 
and endured. But the Bible also literally saved people's lives. I want to tell you a story of what happened to one soldier. This is a chap called Leonard Knight, who was 17 years old when he signed up for the war. And uh, he had a Bible in his breast pocket, and he was shot, and the Bible stopped the bullet. And it penetrated right through to about the last 50 pages, and he wasn't hurt. He was knocked out, but wasn't hurt. It's not known what's happened to him, sadly, but his Bible, which still has the bullet embedded in it, has now been passed down through five generations of his family. And that's the thing. In amongst the trouble of war, there are these stories of hope and miracles happening like this. And a symbol of hope also happened naturally in the disturbed earth on the battlegrounds, as I mentioned earlier, but sometimes we don't quite see the vast vista. Just imagine standing on the edge of this field and seeing these poppies, maybe representing some of the lives that were lost. But in amongst the trouble of war, the trouble and chaos of the earth that was disturbed, poppies grew in their thousands upon thousands. Becomes a symbol of remembrance, of hope for a different future, for a peaceful world. And many poems were written about it, and there was a wonderful one, I'm not going to read all of it, but the one by John McRae, you may know the words... It said, in Flanders fields the poppies blow, grow, the poppies grow, between the crosses, row on row. That connection of poppies and crosses together in one place. But bringing it closer to home, some of you might have seen these around Bletchley. They were put out by the council They just simply say, remember me. And on the back of these cards are the names of local servicemen who died and names are on the war war memorials. And on the back is their name and a little bit of information. And if you find one, you're encouraged to take it home and pray for them and remember them for their sacrifice. What a wonderful idea. But as I've said, we as Christians think on another symbol of sacrifice. The cross of Jesus and that Bible reminds us from those words we had earlier that greater love has no one than this. He lay down his life for his friends. That's what Jesus did. He didn't just lay down his life for his country. But for everyone in this world to restore the broken relationship between us and God. It's this sacrifice of Jesus on the cross that shows us the depths of God's love for us and for our world and the lengths taken to save us. And in Jesus' resurrection, we see God's triumph over death, pointing towards the promise of eternal life 
in God's presence with a new heaven and a new earth. And when trouble comes upon us or we see it in a world and we're faced with suffering, we can trust that Jesus knows what suffering is like. He knows the beginning from the end. And when he comes again, he will bring that new heaven and that new earth and no more suffering than wiping away of every tear. So we're here today with poppies on our chests to remember. We're here in church, standing in front of the cross, to remind us that even in times of trouble, we'll come to an end, if not in this world, but the next. And there will be no more dying or or crying or mourning or pain, and everything will be made new. So maybe you were years old today when you realized the different elements of the poppy, what they represent, what they help us remember afresh the sacrificed lives in wars over the years. When we remember the cross was Jesus' single act of sacrifice because of his great love for you and for me and for all generations, past, present, and future. It's hearing those words of Jesus. Do not be frightened and knowing he is with us and continues to bring comfort and hope in times of trouble. And that continues to blow my mind today and every day. Amen.